Sport Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. Welcome to the Sports Charlotte Podcast. My name is Herb White. A familiar face is returning to Johnson C. Smith. Maurice Flowers is the new football coach. He's been an all-CIAA quarterback at the university. He was offensive coordinator there in the 20-teens. And we had a chance to chop it up a little bit about his new job, expectations, etc. And here it goes. Welcome to Charlotte again. <laughs> welcome to the podcast again. And just welcome. Oh, it's thank you very much for the welcome. And it's great to be home. I say that it is great to be home. Great to be back uh, in my city and definitely great to be back at my university. Now, we're going to just dive right on in because we got a lot to talk about here. Uh, yes, sir. You've got uh, it's I'm imagining it's been quite the week for you. A lot yes. uh, going on where the announcement was made on Wednesday. Uh, you uh, did you get into Charlotte on Wednesday, or did you get in earlier, or what? <laughs> was, what was all of that? I got in. I got in on. I got in on Wednesday. So you hit uh, the ground Georgia. running. I got in on Wednesday from Georgia, and as you said, it's it's been a lot going on. Uh, you know, when we wrapped up uh, leaving Georgia, Fort Valley State University. Uh, just delighted that President Arm Brister, uh, AD. Joiner have uh, decided to, you know, we're really getting ready to take football to another level at Johnson C. Smith University. And I, I'm just so excited and, and just looking forward to the challenge of, of us building. Now, you know, I have a cynical side, so I'm yes, going to I'm going to I'm going to unleash it. <laughs> and yes, I would look at it like this. Uh, your first uh, collegiate head coaching job, obviously, was at Fort Valley State. Uh, yes, sir. A little bit more than a year or so in terms of seasons there. And you put together a winning record. And then you just say, well, you know what? I'm going to pack it in and go back to Charlotte. You know, the cynic would say, why on earth would you leave a program like Fort Valley State in a competitive league like the SIAC to return to Smith of all places. Never mind that it's your alma mater, <laughs> but yes, you're going to a program that, to be charitable, has not been very good the last few years. Some would argue the last few decades. Yes. Yes. Herb, I'll say decades, okay? Uh, but why would you leave a Fort Valley State? And that's, you know, program in good conditioning and, and we put together a great foundation uh, they've got good facilities and all those things and as you mentioned the SIAC very competitive conference and uh, but why would you leave that up very fertile recruiting ground also in middle Georgia uh, South Georgia able to recruit Florida also so why do you leave that well it's to come home and to have the opportunity to build a winner uh, well the first on top of the list is be able to come home well my family's always remained in Charlotte. And so to be able to be home with my wife and my children, that's you can't put a price tag on that. And so that's first and foremost. Uh, but then when you talk about football in Charlotte, 
and specifically at Johnson C. Smith University, you, we have not been successful here for a very, very, very long time. But the ingredients to start building a championship program are within 40 to 60 miles. And what I mean by that is the recruiting base that you have. Uh, Charlotte area football is the strongest in the state of North Carolina. Uh, it's not something that I'm just making up, but it's in the facts. If you go back to the year 2000 and just start from there, how many state champions from all classifications, uh, how many state runner-ups, how many quarterfinalists, semifinalists, they're from the Charlotte area. Uh, and, and they just play such great football in this area. bunch of good coaches here. And I just would say that, you know, that's what, what we are going to be built on. Our roster, uh, when it gets finalized, uh, as we move in to the future here, I, I look for us to have 70 to 75 percent of our roster from the Charlotte metro area. The Charlotte metro area is what I call Charlotte, Concord, uh Kannapolis, Union County, uh, all of those. Hey, we, we don't have anyone on the roster from Shelby, Kings, Mountain, those areas. There is so much good football within an hour's ride. And so I also have to uh, talk about uh, the state of South Carolina. You know, upstate South Carolina, uh, also a place where I was a head football coach at Chester High School. Uh, but you got Rock Hill High School. And then the when you talk upstate, you're working from uh, Columbia back to Charlotte. And you could almost say the same thing about the state champions in that state and where they're from as you can with North Carolina. So we have a very solid recruiting plan uh, that's built off championship programs and good programs from the area. And that's what we're going to recruit her. That's why I say that you leave Johnson, you leave Fort Valley State and come to Johnson C. Smith because recruiting uh, is, is going to be great. So now, understanding all that, and I agree, I mean, the, 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 the high school football talent is you know, just off the charts when it comes to uh, the state of North Carolina, you know, it is Charlotte. And, you know, then there's the rest of the state. Uh, but yes, when sir. you look at this from the standpoint of strictly, you know, for you, yes. you know, are you taking the, the, the mindset of why not Smith <laughs> as opposed to the cynic who might say, uh, why Smith? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say why not Smith, because, again, you, you know, it's personal for me. Um, but what I will say is that with President Armbrister and, and our AD Steve Joyner really saying that we're, we're going to turn, turn this thing around, which means investing in new facilities and things like that, you know, it's... It's a no-brainer, truthfully, Herb. I mean, you being from this area and knowing sports the way you do, I'm sure you feel very strongly that their Johnson C. Smith should be successful in football. I'm sure you felt like that for a long time. And so now we, we're, we have a plan, and we're going to put the plan to work. Uh, I mean, and also I'm very familiar with the CIAA conference, Herb, and know the conference pretty well, know the recruiting areas pretty well and what other teams have done and what not just at the CIAA, in the CIAA conference, but if you look at football as a whole, uh, FBS, FCS, most of those teams, everyone comes to Charlotte, the Charlotte area to recruit. (laughs) So there's good football here and we're going to get some of these good football players to help build this program. And, And I'm not like, why not Smith? I'm like, Yes, Smith, and we're 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 going to build a winner here. So you've got 
you've got these plans, and from the sound of things, there's actual commitment from the university to yes. improve the football program. How so? Oh, yeah. well, it started with facilities. Uh, you know, our, our president, AD, they, they, they know uh, that we, you know, we're going to make improvements. Uh, football now is, uh, well, this, they say it's an arms race as far as who has good facilities and those things. So important with kids, um, you know, right now uh, with, with kids and parents and development of bodies and not just in season, but all year round. And it's just so important. I mean, what your what your weight room can do, what your locker room uh, houses, uh, your academic support. There are so many things that go into building a championship program. And Herb, when you really look at it, the teams that win on any level, they're teams that invest. Uh, no, no one's winning by accident too much anymore. There's there's some whims that people get lucky and. You know, there's a Cinderella story, but those aren't consistent. People that win consistently are people that invest in the invest in football. I mean, you, no matter what level you look at, and uh, and so we're we're looking to catch up, and that's what we're going to do. And having good athletes help you catch up faster. Yeah, and when you talk about catching up, and the emphasis on on not only the facilities but on the athletes themselves, because you know. Uh, Good athletes can make good coaches great, yes. and on and on. It's a cycle. Yes. You know, they help each other. <laughs> uh, but kind of give me an idea of, of what the strategy is now, uh, because with the transfer portal being what it is, you, know, yes. you you have options. You can go out and get yourself some transfers, or do yeah. you look at it from the standpoint of you're going to build it tr- the traditional way and get those high school kids in and develop them into a yes. championship team? Uh, thank you so much for, for asking that, Herb, and bringing that, all those different factors to light. Uh, so many coaches, because it's a win-now situation with them at their schools, you know, they, they're they're really just using the portal and, and high school players, very good high school players are getting left behind. Um, Herb, you know my background, but a lot of other folks may not, but, you know, I'm from Charlotte. You know, I went to middle school, Randolph Middle School, went to high school, East Mech High School, and then I went to Johnson C. Smith, began my coaching career in Charlotte. I'm a Charlotte team. And, uh, and then that, and then with coaching, I started in Charlotte. Spent a large part of my coaching career in Charlotte, and and, and also as a high school coach in North and South Carolina. So I, I'm a high school coach. I mean, I might be coaching in college, but I've always been a high school coach, and I pretty much still am. Uh, and so I'm going to build with the high school kid, uh, with the high school student athlete. Uh, I, I believe the situation that we're in, we're we're, we're we're going to get a few from the portal. Maybe if there's a, a position that, that's a must need for us, but I want to recruit the high school athlete and, and build them from year to year. Uh, I, I was in, in 2017, I was the offensive coordinator at Fayetteville State. And if anyone's followed the CIAA knows that Fayetteville State has just completed winning four straight CIAA Southern Division Championships and going to the CIAA Championship game four straight years. Well, I was a part of a coaching staff that we recruited 50 freshmen in 17. And the, the core of those guys, that's who has helped that program go to championships. It was built off high school guys. And we'll have a very similar uh, philosophy here in our recruiting. But to answer the question, and I'm definitely going with high school guys. I look to you know, by the time we end up signing for this entire year, I would like to have about 50 to 60 high school 
guys that we have signed that will be coming in to training camp. That's an awful lot of folks there. Uh, yes, sir. So, uh, in order to get 50 or 60 guys in, you know, it sounds as if there's going to be some churn on this roster. Uh, yes, sir. How much churn are we talking? Is it like, you know what, all of you kids can just, you know, good luck with whatever else you're doing <laughs> with your life, uh, but we're going to turn this thing totally around, or will there still be a significant number of, of guys who are coming back from last year's team? I anticipate there being a good number of guys coming back from last year's team. I mean, right now, the roster have about 70 to 80 uh, student-athletes here. And, and Herb, really, I, you know, this is this is my school, and you know, I'm glad they're here. They're Golden Bulls. And so I'm not coming in. You know, most time the new coaches come in, there's two philosophies. Either get rid of them all and start from scratch, or you rebuild with what's there. And I really – I'm going to – go off building off what's here. Okay. I, I am. I'm not coming in looking to just throw them all away and start from scratch. I mean, we're going to give them the opportunity to, to be a golden bull. And so I, I, I want them all to remain here. I do uh, to remain here and, and be a part of the turnaround that is getting ready to happen. So now I'm guessing here, but I would imagine you've already done a video study of last year's squad where do you need to get started first? I, I know you're already recruiting because that's yes, what coaches do this time of year. But where do you get started first? Uh, well, you, you talked to video study. Well, I, I'm familiar with them because in 19, you know, I was at Fayetteville State. We played Smith and saw them several times uh, on the season and watching film. And then watching some of last year's film uh, this past season from the fall, you know, just looked – what we're going to do, the system is going to change, you know, on offense and defense and special teams. So what I'm looking for really are, are you know, the system fits and uh, as far as, you know, in those three areas. But at the same time, I'm just looking to get in with our guys and, and just teach and see how we, we react to the to new teaching that's going on uh, for our systems. Uh, offensively, you know, well, Herb, you know, the system is going to be what I've always run, a spread, no huddle attack. Defensively, we'll have some changes. And then special teams-wise, there'll definitely be some changes there. But we're just looking for the young men that are here to just take coaching, take coaching and just really look to work hard. Uh, because, again, I'm not looking to just – scrap everything that's here uh, there's some good talent I was told you know before I took the job I was told Smith's got some athletes and I, I can look on film I can see flashes for sure and uh, I, I look to just coach these young men because the last thing that I would want to do is to put a cap on the guys that are here and said you can only do this you know or you're labeled as a one in 18 uh, I, I don't want to do that. I, I just want to give all these young men the opportunity to be coached by the coaching staff that we bring in and to be taught the new systems that are in place because, you know, some systems sometimes make players. And you said, uh, had a comment earlier about, you know, good players. You know, good players make you a much better coach. And so there could be some guys here that just take to the coaching and the systems that the system's just a better fit and they could flourish. And so we want to see if and just hope a lot of those things happen. Now, your reputation has already preceded you uh, because uh, in your previous stops in the CIAA, you know, Shaw, uh, uh, record-setting running back, uh, Fayetteville State, obviously with uh, while you were there, they made uh, two CIAA championship games. Uh, and you've done it 
running the ball and passing it, but I would imagine most of your reputation is in passing the ball. And I would I yes. would remind folks that uh, your first year as offensive coordinator at Smith, uh, you took Ryan Carter, who was you know, yes. a good athlete but mistake-prone, and turned him into the CIAA's leading passer. And he was not a passing quarterback. So yes. is there a quarterback now who's on the roster that you're like, you know, this is my guy? Or are you looking at it as, if I can find an upgrade, I'm going to ride with him? Well, well, I tell you, going back, you brought up Ryan Carter, hey, and bring some good memories back in 2010. And also, he's a Charlotte guy, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, had some good time with Ryan Carter. But but also in 2011, uh, we recruited a quarterback named Keon Wallace and mm-hmm. ended up being the rookie of the year in, in the CIAA and had a and had a good season that year. But uh, there's, there's a good quarterback on the roster. Uh, looking forward to working with him. And he's going to have a big advantage because he will be able to learn the system right now. Uh, we, we will bring some other quarterbacks in, uh, you know, just that's recruiting. And we're going to bring some in. I, I want to recruit a couple freshmen also. Uh, but the quarterback that's here, his film looks good, uh, you know, out of Georgia. But you got fine program, McEachern High School, Malik. He's, he's a good-looking football player. I look forward to sitting down with him and going through just our process and how we coach and teach quarterbacks. But because, you know, with our offense, everything's going to start with the quarterback and, you know, how cerebral he is and his footwork and his athleticism. And we'll build off of that position. But I, I look forward to the young man that I'm getting ready to be coaching every day. But but we will be bringing in some other quarterbacks. That's that's just what I, I know I'm going to do that. And, uh, I'll be very selective in doing it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have good quarterback play. If you have good quarterback play, most of the time you're going to have a chance to win. And so we're going to recruit some strong quarterbacks. But I look forward to coaching everybody that's here, on, that's going to be here for this semester in the spring. We're going to have a strong spring uh, workouts, and we're going to have a good spring football uh, season and good 15 practices. And I just really look to to grow these young men that are here. So uh, now you obviously have these red letter days that every coach has. Uh, National Signing Day is February 2nd. Uh, how much catching up do you have to do uh, in terms of being able to get people signed on February 2nd? Or are you taking a longer-term view and February 2nd is basically an artificial deadline for everybody else? I, I would say I'm taking that approach right there, uh, that February the 2nd is just the start. We'll be signing players, I would say, all the way up to May and June. Um, the transfer portal... Is it's got a it's got high school student athletes in a in a quandary and also high school coaches. I I, I was a high school coach and the thing I wanted to always do was my seniors that deserve to play college football. I'd work for them. We got to try to find a home for them. And the high school coaches are fighting for their players. But if, if you're a college coach and you you're forced to win now, you're going to go to the transfer portal and try to get a guy that's been playing college football for two years or three years that can come in right now ready to play. Uh, but but for me, you know, we're going to sign some guys on signing day. Heard what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm making preparations to go to every high school in Charlotte uh, next week. Every high school coach, I believe I've talked to every high school head coach in Charlotte uh, within the last couple of days. I'll be visiting them, and I'm looking to sign some of those guys. And uh, we'll be moving to the the metro area, and we'll be signing some of those guys. But there's going to be a a lot of very good high school football players that do not sign on signing day. 
And that's because of the transfer portal. And because of that, we're going to take our time and we're going to sign the, the young men that we feel are going to be the best academic and athletic fit for our program as we move forward. Uh, Herb, as you know, John C. Smith, very rigorous academic programs. And uh, we look forward to finding that fit. Uh, for a young man that can come in and handle the academic rigor and also the athletic rigor that, that we're going to put on. Mm. So now you've got all of these things that you've moving parts, if you will. Yes. There's a lot of that going on. And when you get to spring drills, uh, what is that, in March? Yeah, it'll be pushed back, yes. We'll be coming after spring break for us. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So then uh, – in terms of uh, scheduling, and who knows what COVID will present by then, uh, yes. how, what is the conversation like this first two, three days with your players? Have you had a chance to, to talk to them one-on-one or as a group in terms of expectations and things of that nature? Herb, we're, we'll be, all of our young men will be back on campus on Monday. I've talked to a number of them already. And because of COVID, you know, we, we started classes, but every, everyone could be virtual, but everyone could, will have to be back on campus on Monday. And so on uh, Monday, we'll have our first full meeting and we'll go through our expectations. And I look forward to that meeting to see everybody at one time and pretty much you know, give them our our direction, our marching orders, uh, our expectations, our you know how we're going to build our culture uh, at Johnson C. Smith in our football program. Uh, you know, win- winning looks a certain way, Herb, and, and and so does losing. Uh, but we're getting ready to to put down what we say winning looks like, and we're going to follow these steps to building a program. I mean, Herb, you. You said I, I've been a lot of places, and in a lot of places we've had a lot of success, and and we're gonna we're gonna build a winning program here. I, I have no doubt uh, in my mind. Uh, we're gonna have a strong staff. Uh, these I, I think the young men that are here, they're they're gonna surprise a lot of people because uh, I just want to say we're gonna provide some new direction and some new motivation and just give them a, a new plan that they can get excited about and, and see that. You know, it's had success. It's not like I'm saying, hey, I hope this works. You know, I'm coming from some places where, you know, you can see that it works. And so uh, I'm looking forward to to that because some of these young men I, I've competed against. And a couple of times that I've went against Johnson C. Smith, they've been tight games because uh, the team has played hard. And uh, I, I look forward to that same type of effort. In terms of your, uh, your maturation as a coach, Everybody has a mentor at some point in order for you to get to this level. Who are yours as far as coaches or, or players? Wow. Uh, great question. I, I say my mentors, I have to go back when I was uh, a high school coach uh, in Charlotte, and I chose to, my wife and I, we moved to Texas. And there's a coach there from Aberdeen, North Carolina. He was the head coach at Duncanville High School named Bob Alpert. He's passed now, but he... He took me under his wing, and he he taught me the the nuances of how to be a good leader. Uh, when I was in Charlotte here as a young coach, I really thought I knew it all. When I went to Texas, they showed me you had a lot to learn. And so uh, I, I learned a lot while I was in Texas, learned some tough lessons. And when I became a head coach back, I was a head coach at Olympic High School, 01 to 06, 
then the West Charlotte Pro 07, then at Chester High School 08 and 09. Uh, my, my, I learned some tough lessons, but Coach Alper would be the first uh, one I would say is my mentor. And then I have some, I would say friends, but they're, they're also colleagues that, that I lean on. I, I start with, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, everyone knows Steve Wilkes, former quarterback at West Charlotte and now defensive coordinator at Missouri and uh, Pep Hamilton. Some of the guys that I, I lean on uh, for for direction, instruction, and just to throw throw ideas off, but and also those are former quarterbacks. Also, those two I want to throw in too. naturally. Uh, they're pretty good. Ones. <laughs> but, yeah. but those are some of the guys that I lean on, and also the head coach at Arkansas, uh, Coach Sam Pittman. Uh, used to be the offensive line coach at North Carolina. Uh, when he was at North Carolina, uh, I was at Chester, and we developed a very strong bond. And he's one that I lean on just to help me throughout. And then I got to talk about my my Johnson C. Smith mentor, which is uh, Coach Bill Doolin, was one of my high school coaches in football and basketball, played at Johnson C. Smith, and had a career with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, those are some of the people that have influenced me in, in my career. Yeah. Well, and I know most of these guys. They're, that's a yes. pretty good group. That's a pretty good group. Yes, um, and when you look at the landscape of the CIAA, you know, if you could put on your Karnak the Magician uh, uh, hat and look into the future, you, know, you can see in the CIAA that there's a pecking order. Right now, yes. the North Division is the powerhouse division where you've got Bowie State, you know, which made it to the I guess the Elite Eight in the uh, in the Division Two. Uh, Virginia yes, State is a good good squad. Uh, the South, after Fayetteville State, not so much. Uh, Western yes. Salem State is rebuilding, uh, and every and then there's everybody else. Yes. How fast, and no pressure here, how fast can Smith get into that conversation as a contender in the division, much less the conference? Well, as you say, the division first, okay, I don't want to put a cap on the young men that are here. Yes, we're, there hasn't been a lot of success here uh, in the last number of years, but I, I believe in turnarounds, quick turnarounds. And so I'm not going to say that this team right here can't turn it around and be a contender now. But, but if you look at uh, things that the conference as a whole, the teams that are successful teams are teams that are built from the inside out, meaning your offensive lines and defensive lines. And you look at Fayetteville State and you look at Bowie State, the strength of their team is in the interior. And that's how we're going to be built. Uh, but how long, Herb, uh, I, I'm going to say we, we look to be competing soon is what I'm going to say. Uh, well, the biggest thing we have to do is just we go out and we play hard. Every every week we'll have an opportunity to win, but we, we've got to build ourselves inside out, though. Uh, we, we've got to get linemen that are athletes, athletic, can big, strong, they can run, and and, and the skilled guys, we'll, we'll get some good ones there, but we, we've got to be built to win from the inside out. So now, but I, I say I say sooner rather than later, though. Okay, I mean because it, a lot of times you will hear coaches say, "Well, you know what? We're preaching patience. It's not going to happen overnight." And so, you know, I'm, I'm giving you plenty of runway to to take that if you want yes. to. Yes, I heard. I don't. I I understand. Look, 
you said it when we first came on. We we have not had success. You said decades. That's, that's correct. We haven't had consistent success at Johnson C. Smith in a very long time. Uh, I, I know in 2011 we, we went to a Pioneer Bowl, uh, but but then there's I think a winning record seven and four uh, about ten years before that. There has not been consecutive back to back winning seasons here in a very long time. Uh, we're, we're looking to build a consistent winner, not a Cinderella that's going to be good for a year and then you don't hear from them for years and years. We're we're looking to put together a consistently challenging team that competes for championships. Uh, I'm not going to say let's preach patience. Uh, I believe everyone knows that when you build a program or you build anything, it takes a process. There's a, there is a process. And so we're going to have a process that we're following. I'm not going to say it's going to take two years, three years, four years, five years. What I'm going to say is there's going to be a process to how we go about changing the program into a consistent winners. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the landscape of football in, in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County, um, you know, obviously the 49ers at Charlotte get the majority of the love when it comes to the collegiate level, at least locally. Uh, but you know, even they are yes. in the in the in the shadows of the ACC, and of course, if you're talking about the NFL, well, that's a totally different beast as well. But when you look at uh, Division Two or the programs that don't get as much shine, I mean, Wingate, for instance, is a really good program just down yes. Highway 74. Uh, Lenore Ryan. You know, really good program. You know, what is it about Division Two that's often overlooked, and you know maybe doesn't get the shine that it should, even when you have these really good programs? And how can Smith, a successful Smith program, change yes. that equation? Well, well, I'll be the first to to, to just ring the praises of Wingate University. And their football program, their head coach, Coach Wright, has built that program just amazingly. And, and what he does year in, year out, ranked in the top 25 in Division II, uh, competing for championships, going to the playoffs, outstanding job. Uh, Lenore Ryan, you know, their, their former head coach, Coach Chronic, actually was 30 miles down the road from me as the head coach at Mercer in uh, Georgia. Uh, when I was at Fort Valley, and he built Lenore Ryan into an outstanding program, championship contender, playoffs, and they've done it in, in Hickory, and they've done a great job there of uh, continuing that success. But I would say the difference in Wingate and Lenore Ryan is, and, and Johnson C. Smith, that is, Johnson C. Smith, if we're able to do what we plan to do, the thing that will give us the advantage is that we're located in the city of Charlotte. Uh, the city of Charlotte. Uh, you know, if you win in Charlotte, buddy, it's not going to be kept a secret. Herb, uh, you know, that's what that's an advantage that we have. Uh, Johnson C. Smith located downtown Charlotte area, right around the corner. Uh, you know, Charlotte produces winners. Look at look at Charlotte. You want to see Charlotte the football program? What they uh, they receive a lot of press being an FCS program, and Coach Healy's doing an outstanding job over there. But you know, look at look at the attention that they get, and and he's as he's turning that program around. There is no reason that Johnson C. Smith won't receive the same type of accolades and attention. Because one thing about it, uh, everybody loves a winner, and, and we have to do our part. Uh, we have to give. 
people in Charlotte and the surrounding area something to cheer about. No one's going to come watch a bad product. And we can't put a bad product on the field. We're going to put together a good product on the field that people would want to come and see. And people want to see winners. They want to get behind winners. They want to know that we're going to come and watch you and you're going to put on a good show. And so that, that's that's our job as coaches and as a program. And so we're going to build a championship program that will garner attention from Charlotte and the surrounding areas. So now, that's all fine and dandy. But the next question is in terms of alumni. Now, you're an alum. Have alums uh, reached out to you? What are they saying? And does that ratchet up the expectation for you to turn this bad boy around sooner <laughs> rather than later. Well, uh, uh, alums, uh, of course, yes, they have reached out and they're they're behind behind me. Uh, yes, they want to win, but what we do know, Herb, is that uh, we haven't had success in a while. <laughs> so. Uh, me being named the head coach might, is just a small piece of the puzzle. It's going to take a lot of us working together, uh, and, it's, and it's going to take some resources. Uh, you heard me say earlier, Herb, that you know championship teams and programs they they invest, they invest. Uh, there's 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 not many teams that just went off a Cinderella story uh, anymore because schools, programs, alumni are investing. Uh, to make sure the program is competitive. When I talk to our alums, that's, that's what I let them know. Uh, we're, we, we have a job to do. We have a job to do. And, and having a job to do is going to take all of us because we, we don't need to be struggling for, for anything. Uh, you look at Wingate, they're not struggling for much. You talked about Lenore Ryan, they're not struggling for much when it comes to facilities and just having things that championship programs need to be successful. And, and that's where we're looking to get to very quickly. Is that something that, as a coach, you know, you're are you taking that mantle on as well? As yeah. you know, you're the pitch man now. You're the face of the program. It's your job to get out there in front of those alums or whomever, people in the yes. community or businesses or whatever, and say, "Hey, I need you to hit the hip and give me some money." Is that yes. part of the job? Yes. Herb, that is my that is my job. That is my job, and I and I, and I say, who, who better to, to do that than myself? I'm a Charlatan, and I think as as all Charlatans can say, they they know Johnson C. Smith is there as a football program and as a school, but they haven't seen it be successful. Well, well, I, I need they need to hear from me what we need to be successful. Uh, I think a lot of the community doesn't know that uh, what we need to be successful. They, I think a lot of the community doesn't know that, you know, some of our things aren't on the same level or up to par as some of the other schools that we're playing. And I'm sure once they find out, they'll be more willing to hit the hip. Uh, because if you invest in us, you're going to see an immediate, uh, a quick turnaround. It'll be a much quicker turnaround uh, than possibly at another uh, place where you don't have a lot. Uh, you're going to see a bigger, and I say it's going to be quicker, mainly because her, we're in Charlotte, and we're going to be able to recruit some of the best athletes anywhere. Uh, you know, because, I, I mean, I'm in, I was in Georgia, and so I leave Fort Valley State to come to Johnson C. Smith, a struggling program, and Herb, I would say more than 50% of the young men that I was recruiting in Georgia, they want to come to Charlotte. 
because Charlotte is just that city. And they're, they're telling me about Johnson C. Smith because they've done their homework uh, on Johnson C. Smith. So the Johnson C. Smith University, uh, the academic programs that we have, the city of Charlotte, the curb it sells itself. And, and a lot of people want to be here. Uh, and so that's what we're going to lean on to build the program. But we are going to be leaning on the community, which is Charlotte, uh, to, to pitch in and help us out to build a winner. So now, last question, and I know you got all these things that you got to go do. Um, in terms of the season ahead, you still have to build out your schedule, right, for 2022? Well, I know uh, our first two games are set, Bluefield State and uh, and Allen University uh, uh, in Columbia. And then the conference schedule is hit or miss in there. I'm not sure, but yeah. Okay. So both of, both of those games are going to be road games, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so that's going to that's going to be a challenge as well. Um, yes. What would success look like for you in your first season at Smith? You know, not not necessarily wins and losses, even though you know if you want to throw that out there, that's good. But is there mm-hmm. is it about wins and losses or about just overall development, looking down into the future? It's going to be a combination of a lot of things, uh, but the, one of the biggest things is going to be our commitment to the culture that we're building and, and, and just bringing in strong student-athletes that represent themselves in the university the right way. That's going to be part of how we measure success. And the next thing is going to be our effort. Uh, and, and Saturday is going to take care of itself as long as we do everything every day that we need to do in the building of the championship program. I mean, our motto is going to be everything every day. And what that means is Everything and every part of every day is going to be built toward championship results. And our effort is going to be key. I mean, how do we attack each day? And that's if we do those things right Monday through Friday or Sunday through Friday, the games on Saturday are going to take care of themselves. Uh, I have so much confidence in the direction that we're heading. And I have so much confidence in our plan. And, and I'm going to have so much confidence in what we have on campus and in the recruits that we bring in because we are going to have a very strong recruiting class because we have a very strong recruiting base. Uh, We have a fantastic university. We have a fantastic city. And so with all of those positives, it's our job to to build a winner. And I look forward to it. It's going to be a challenge, but I look forward to it. That's what athletics is. It's it's competition. And I, I look to challenge each one of our young men, each one of our coaches to just pitch in and let's get ready to go build a winner. Okay, well, you've heard it here first, folks, on the Sports Charlotte Podcast. Thank you so much, Coach Maurice Flowers. Johnson C. Smith, alum and head coach. It, yes, that is uh, that, that is really good to hear. And uh, also for uh, the trivia uh, buff out there, uh, you are the first alumnus uh, to – be the head coach at Smith since Bill Davis in 1994, 95. Yeah. Wow. So, so okay. yeah. All I can say to that is go, go, boom. Thank you, her. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Coach Flowers. And yes, thank sir. you all for out there uh, listening and watching the Sports Chart podcast and uh, support us uh, and our work because, you know, journalism is free for you to read or watch, but it ain't free to produce. So go to our website at thecharlottepost.com, become a subscriber or a donor, and hit the hip 
for our cause as well. And so for everybody here at Sports Charlotte and the Charlotte Post, my name is Herb White. Thanks for listening and watching. Sports Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved.